see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grass This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Killabhl, and welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast, where it's not just about the past and the future; it's also about the present. And uh, today we have uh, very interesting topics to cover. Yeah, yeah. It's too much beef going on. What is what is going on out it's here? A lot There's going a lot of on. beefs going it's on. A lot going on. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to rehash some things um, that we yeah. want to address as, cool. a co- as a collective. Yes, as a collective. We, we recalled a few things, hater, uh, bandwagoner, it was absurd, some of the Success statements. Success only for a yeah. certain person. Yeah, um, so, okay. so, so let's address a few things. Uh, so let's start off first with the ever so trending uh, Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is now week three, I want to say, yeah. that he's been very viral, I'll say. Um, so last night, Drake released, uh, a two song EP, mm-hmm. uh, scary hours, uh, and it s- may have you, some are saying that he is going at Joe. I mean, I can't lie that one, one of those tracks is fire, but the, uh, well, yeah, yeah let me, yeah, let me yeah. just point, this yeah. isn't no shade. <laughs> that, that diplomatic immunity record is fire. fire. Oh, pure flames, pure flames, pure flames. With that said, there's some questionable bars in there that uh, Mr. Aubrey spewed. October's very own. Uh, Yeah. So um, a lot of the internet is buzzing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, The bar in particular, uh, it says, shit is complex like short niggas round tall ladies. I got to watch them talking to like it's all agents. This is when it gets thick, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Then he says, I've seen budding careers turn and sit around and talk about other careers, judging their peers. Knowledge from niggas who did not contribute to none of this here. (sighs) Covers my ears. Mm. Mm. Damn. Flames. (sighs) So (laughs) um, a lot of people... Are speculating like we did early on to segue back that it's now becoming apparent, and I think it's safe to say that Joe is a hundred percent being used as a marketing tool. Yeah, at this point, you you can't really deny it, and we're not sitting here saying like there's anything wrong with that, but you can't deny that some of the most influential heavy hitters in music are using Joe as part of a marketing tool. At this point, it's it's clear as day. But we not even, f- forget that. We talking about, like, like their beef has been on, look, we have a timeline here. It, it yeah. started uh, 6.30 and dwindled out. Nothing happened until 7.27. So it's a few years at this point. Yeah. And, and that's when Joe was responding. And that's too. well, yeah, that's when again for for the listeners that may not be aware of it or um, you know, 
Joe put out a, a series of records per a bunch of records that were hinted at being directed at him early on. Um, you know, you got the 4AM Calabasas record. You have the, um, what's the other record? The French Montana uh, record yeah. um, that he that he leaked where, you know, he, he went at him. Uh, all of this obviously stemmed from mm-hmm. Joe's podcast where he made comments about, about Drake and the music and things of yeah. that nature. But... Uh, again, uh, I thought this was a dead issue, especially because Joe addressed this on his podcast, saying that him and Drake uh, had squashed their beef, and yeah. Drake supports him. So I don't know. I wonder if this is was this old music that he just was Put putting out, out or um, I don't know. Because the fact that he had complex in it, like well, that was that, yeah. This is, you know, it's, it seems fairly relevant. Yeah, <laughs> I think. It, I mean. Now, I mean, not, not even nowadays, even before, like at the core of beefs, there was always a marketing element to it. Mm-hmm. I just find it interesting that if you look at from the Migos to Drake, and even some can even say for Eminem, at the core, Joe is there. And it's kind of like, and I don't know if they're purposely doing it. I don't know if it's just like for marketing. I, I don't know. I, I'm not in those conversations. But... I see that Joe has such a big influence that people are utilizing that influence to get across their music or to get across a specific point. I agree with you. I think the tables have turned for Joe. Yeah. Right? So let's be clear again to the listeners. A lot of you uh, have made comments about us talking about him, but we're in media. All right? Hello. We're going to talk about him. <laughs> he, he, you can't help but to talk about him. You, you expect us to, uh, you know, Drake puts out a record at midnight yeah. and then the whole internet is talking about it. And for us to not delve into it, yeah. despite the relationship, it that just doesn't make sense. Let's be clear. We're going to talk about it. But him. you know what? It's crazy. It's it's interesting. It's crazy and interesting. Joe is the LeVar Ball of music media. But that's the thing I was going to get to. Like, you, you, even if you don't want to cover, you still kind of have my, to. My, 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 how the tables have turned. Yeah. You have to. For a whole year, two years, Joe has been called a hater. Washed. Washed, irrelevant. Yep. Unsuccessful artist. Yet, you have a number of artists taking shots at him. And a... a, a uh, relevant artists yeah. now, be it uh, Lil Uzi Vert, wanting to do a record with Joe. And even if they did take a shot, some of them then are are going on. Like the Migos uh, with the interview with Ebro, basically said after, nah, we we cool, we cool, like with Joe, like it's it's all love. So it's interesting just to see that chemistry, just to see how things go. But like you said, we can't sit here and not cover Joe. Like yeah. that's just how it is for LeVar and sports. Unfortunately, like some people may not like it, but we have to. We can't yeah. ig- ignore trending topics. 100%. We can't. And second of all, um, if if you're on the side of the fan of just creativity and, and growth and just music, this, yeah. is, this is a great time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a great time. Gr- granted, I mean, we're starting off with beef after beef, but it's a great time to uh, be a part of this culture. It's a great time to want to delve into lyrics. Like, I was up 
Me and Aaron both were up. Yeah, we <laughs> now were. Now thinking about it. <laughs> I, 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 I get excited for shit like this. Same. I get excited to be able to delve into records, to see uh, the little pot shots, to see the wording, to see how it was placed, yeah. to see if, 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 if there is even a correlation yeah. with the rumors as to who it could be potentially aimed at. I get excited for that. And I also like the little nuances with the word plays that they yeah. have. Like, that's what I love. Like, it, it's, it's crazy that it, t- like, it took for certain people, not all artists, but it took for Joe to say something to see the full potential of wordplay and and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 metaphors and all of that in music. Yeah. I like this. I, yeah. Even if you're not, like, this is what the core of hip-hop is. It is f- to be competitive. Yeah. Like, I got tired of the whole beefs with Twitter stuff. Like, that, like, that shit was so old. Like, yeah. I'm tired of that. But now, like, I mean, if it takes Joe to do this... I'm, Fine. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm for the new music and the word plays and everything like that. I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Music I love it. Clear, I'm here for it. Um, but even still, uh, again, just wanting to address something even with the whole the whole shady thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on our last episode, we said that Joe was signed to Shady Records. Let me be clear, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are ignorant to how business goes with artists. Joe is a shady artist. He is associated and a part of Slaughterhouse, who is still currently signed to Shady Records. That's a fact, right? At no point are we saying that Joe, a solo act, is signed to Shady Records. No, we're not saying that. Of course, he can go and go put out solo projects if he chooses to. We know that. No one is saying against that. But... He's a shady artist, and he's signed yeah. under Slaughterhouse, and so we're clear. And also, just because he puts out an independent track and stuff doesn't mean that there isn't a direct or indirect correlation with shady records making money. Yeah, because that buzz and that and that beef buzz, if you know, if it that fuels continues, everything. it fuels everything. It it creates. Um, it, it, it creates this entire competitive environment where people want to know. And then what if after it, boom, Slaughterhouse album drops. You know, like, there, there's so there's so, so many, there's there's so so many, many marketing. Yeah, like, like, people are taking non-traditional routes. Like, we saw with Drake with his memes. People are taking non-traditional routes to market their content. You have to, because this, this industry is so oversaturated. And that's what the, the point of this message was, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. While you guys may not see the bigger picture and may not be in the know of how beef really fuels modern day marketing for artists and companies, Mm -hmm. you need to do your due diligence and do some research on it. And now segueing a perfect example of this is 50 cent and Ja Rule. Perfect example. Perfect example. The beef that never ends. (laughs) It never ends. 50 gets the petty award to me. Like, if there was a petty award ceremony, he would get it every year. But I say that because 50 is great at marketing himself and and pushing out product while covertly using beef to do it. It's genius. Yeah, 50 needs to create a a meme-generating company. Like, some of the stuff he puts out is hilarious. Like, having that avenue... I think is is unique. And I think a lot of times when it comes for artists, like once you're kind of past the point of making music, you got to find your own avenue. You got to find your own way of generating revenue. Yeah. And I think 
50, along with people like Joe, have found their lane. 50 is known for trolling. Mm -hmm. He's known for beefing. He's that's who that's who he is. That's his social media thing. But it's just crazy that this is already coming up. Like yeah. how how, is, how long has it been? Oh my gosh. It's easily like 15 years or something crazy. Easily. So crazy. again for those that are not to know what happened yeah. um again over this has been a really eventful week. Yo, this has been crazy. This Every week has been crazier. It's a lot of shit going on. So fast forwarding to now uh what happened this weekend with 50 Cent and Ja Rule. Apparently, uh, 50 Cent is obviously on tour promoting uh, Den of Thieves with the cast, be it O'Shea, uh, Gerard Butler, etc. Yeah. Uh, they did a radio interview, and at some point, the host um, asked about 50 Cent, and uh, you know, some jokes were thrown out about O'Shea saying, you know, when he first met 50, he he openly said, "I'm a Ja Rule fan." They laughed about it, but 50 mm -hmm. said, um, you know, he'll put Ja Rule to sleep pretty much. Um, that then went from there to Ja Rule going on a whole tangent of allegations, uh, talking about 50 sexuality, talking about uh, his credibility, mm -hmm. uh, talking about some of his business savvy that has never been uh, put into the public eye yeah. of how he handled that beef. Yeah. Um, and then what their present state is now. Uh, Job was really upset. You can tell um, yeah. something happened for him with this recent interview that triggered something where he just went on a tangent. But the, the, the thing that I think that's most interesting, and I want your opinion on this. Okay. Ja Rule says that he won that battle between him and 50 Cent. Like, in his brain, he said, you know, he only had 50 only had two good albums and then after their beef that 50 went away which i i'm a little taken back yeah. by um i don't i don't know if um i don't i, don't, I yeah. don't know if that's an old clip i don't i don't know yeah if someone doctored it i don't know but i heard the clip and i was kind of uh i was a little taken back well, for me, I mean, honestly, like most people know, like I, I, I'm not really into that whole like beefs, gossipy stuff. Um, but what I can say is, I mean, look at what 50's doing now. Like he has one of the most influential TV programs up. He is getting into movies. Mm -hmm. Like we can't, we can't sit here and say that 50 Cent hasn't taken things to the next level. Yeah. You know, we can't and I, I can't necessarily say that he's lost either. Yeah. I don't think 50 Cent has lost. Um, but like we don't really know exactly what has gone on behind closed doors, too. That's another thing, too. So we can't really speak fully on it. But uh, what I do know is like it must have been something very serious to, to for what 50 Cent said to strike a chord. Yeah. With Ja Rule to go on Twitter and and to do all of that. Like we're not gonna read off all these tweets because there's a lot. Yeah, I mean we'll put we'll put one up. We'll like, put, we'll yeah, put we'll up put one right up, now. But um, there's there's a lot here. Yeah. That it, that he's saying um, from an allegations perspective, where he's accusing Fifty uh, of some shit. Um, you know he's accusing or, or or stating that he beat up Fifty, stabbed him, shot him. Um, you know. 
uh, there's a lot a lot going on here that I wasn't aware of. I never yeah. I never knew that they actually got into a physical altercation. I thought that it was, you know, it was just 50 doing 50 and Ja doing Ja. And yeah. I, I didn't know that there was a physical altercation. Now, and I don't even know if this is accurate, but per these know. tweets that Ja put out there, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's interesting. With that said, though, do we really need this in 2018? Like, are, are, yeah. am I am I really... Or I should be asking you: Are you really here for a, a Fifty Cent and Job beef in 2018? Not really. I mean, I'm not. Like I told you, I'm not really here for beefs that are he says, she said. Yeah. You know, Twitter interview. Like, I, I I don't like that stuff. Like I I always believe that if you have an issue with someone, like go and dress them in person, mm-hmm. and then if it gets out of hand, then you can check them in public. Yeah. But I think for this, it's like. I think there's just way too many beefs going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like <laughs> these beefs are getting out of control. Yeah. Like, it's getting way out of control now. Um, oh, let's circle back real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, just circling back to Joe and Drake. Okay. Let's say again. If I'm keeping it a buck, those those bars in my brain are 100% directed at Joe. It's, it's very clear. Yeah. It's very, very clear. The complex line... Um, the setup line in the beginning of the record, he, uh, uh, Drake also addresses some of those uh, those baby rumors yeah. that he had gotten uh, that girl Rose pregnant. I, I think that's her name, mm-hmm. uh, but said that he, you know, he 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 said I got the sauce and now Shorty claiming uh, she prego. Mm-hmm. Um, so he addressed that pretty much in with the bar to follow to kind of dead those rumors, at least attempting to. But yeah. my question is, uh, does Joe respond now? Joe has been, uh, well, not has been, at one point was, he was on his neck. He was on Drake's neck and was aggressively putting out records. And he was going at people that yeah. were not him. Yeah. Uh, he was he was on in full-fledged, everyone that dissed me uh, is getting a, a, a little bar here and yeah. there. And I, so I'm wondering, because uh, a lot of people hit me, you know, about this. Uh, that was also partly the reason why I didn't sleep. Everyone hit me about this shit. <laughs> um, but everyone kept asking me, you know, B, do you think he's going to respond? No. I, I if, think you're, if you're Joe, why do you, why do you not respond? <sighs> okay, so that kind of goes back to what you said earlier in the other episodes, that there's only a specific artist that he would respond to. You don't think it's Drake? I don't think it's Drake. I don't I like even though he'd been trying to go at him before. I don't think he needs to. I I think Joe's in a position now where if he is going to go at someone, he's going to be very strategic because he has so much weight and 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 the media attentions. He kind of has a lot lev- a lot more re- leverage because yeah. everyone's come at him. So, why would you be that person who goes bar for bar after everyone, when you can just sit back, let the anticipation grow, let it come, and then if there's someone specifically he wants to address, then he'll address. Yeah. I think, you know, there is a marketing strategy to that also for him. But me, like if if I'm if I'm making money being a media person and if I'm if I'm good and like why do I need to? Like, you guys are bringing up my name. It's mm-hmm. bringing more attention. You bring up my name, it brings more attention back to even my my podcast. It brings yeah. attention back to what I'm doing. So I just don't think that every every beef doesn't have to be addressed. Yeah. Every bar doesn't have to be addressed. I don't think he's going to address Drake. 
I, I want to still know, and I kind of want to, I mean, I'm curious to see, but I want to see who's that one artist that he'll come out and be like, bang, yeah, got that diss track. Yeah. So I think, I think having this anticipation helps him more in the end than oh, anything. Listen, his his subscriber numbers and, and listening numbers are going to go up this week. Let me yeah. be clear. And for those people out there that, that don't understand how this works, let me be clear how this works, right? You have an A-lister dish you. You have another A-lister dish you, supposedly. Then you have another A-lister requesting to do a record with you. Your stock goes up. Your stock goes up, number one. Number two, especially with this diss record with Drake, um, or shot, I'll say. I don't know, because I wouldn't label it a diss record. It's a shot. Yeah. But, of course, people, the outlet that he's using now is his podcast. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that people are now going to rush to his episode to hear yeah. what Joe has to say? Of course. And if he does drop a track, he's going to drop it first on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear it? Go to my podcast. So uh, for those that are, I don't I don't know what they're thinking. It's, it's, it's not helping to keep mentioning him if you think he's so trash and irrelevant and all these other things yeah. it's just it just doesn't make any sense but whatever that's fine um so yeah i, I, I just i just find this crazy and we've yeah. just we just talked about beef and what it would be like and what is and beef? what is beef and now look <laughs> yeah we actually have a question from uh, a fan that's part of our grass chats grass chats is our group chat where we have Fans, they can interact with us, ask us questions. They'll know about certain topics in advance from everyone else. So if you want to join and, and interact with that, you can. Um, we have one from Chalupa asking about how hard is it to stay relevant in today's entertainment industry? And is this why people are creating beefs and wars? It's, it's very uh, difficult. you yeah. got to think about it. The state of music now is different. Mm-hmm. down to the attire, the music, the sound, the distribution, the vibe, the distribution marketing. All, all of that. that has changed. Yeah. It's all changed. So most OG artists that have man- uh, maneuvered in the business for, for quite some time, mm-hmm. they go back to their roots. Yeah. They go back to what they know, which is, all right, I'm going to put out some records. I got to warm up, got to heat the streets up. Mm-hmm. I got to make my street record, let that fly. I got to make my single, put that in the stash. Got to get my projects together. Then I got I to gotta figure out a way to build a buzz. Yeah. Some people use products. Some mm-hmm. people use headphones. Some people use water. Some people use beef. Yeah. Some people even use antics, outlandish antics that fuel attention to them. And in yeah. return, they can then respond to the message of, okay, hey, yeah, this is what's happening, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I got a project coming. Yeah. Boom! That's my Denzel oppression where he goes, boom! <laughs> <laughs> I think when it comes to this, uh, so uh, hear me out. I think it's, it's not necessarily a question. I mean, it, it is partially a question of relevancy, but I think it's less that. Because people can just act crazy yeah. and they'll be relevant for a certain amount. You can just say some crazy stuff about someone and you'll be posted up on one of these websites. Yeah. I think it's more so of a question of longevity. Mm-hmm. Because not all artists, but cer- some artists don't quite have that formula in terms of keeping their careers in longevity. Yeah, Some artists come and go. 
but there are certain artists that figure out that little formula that keeps them around. So I think having beef is part of that keeping longevity, keeping mm -hmm. relevancy kind of thing. Because also if you think about it, like I said before, competition, beefs going at each other, word for word, bars for bar, that's the essence of hip hop. 100%. Hip hop was never meant to be a PG play Soul. it safe. Soul. It was meant it was meant to be competitive. It was meant to address things in po politics, political manner. Hip hop was never meant to be safe in terms of like, oh, let's all be friends all the time. No, that's not no. what it was meant for. But I think that the it, it the, the 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 foundation of it and the concept of it changed over time. So now it's like instead of putting out political albums and stuff to make a voice. I think, honestly, I'll be honest. Some people put out political albums because it's part of the marketing. Yeah. I don't think it's to really address politics. Yeah. It's because it's marketing. Um, so, yeah, I think right now it's just more so like what can they do on different fronts to keep the longevity of their career going so that they're not, quote, unquote, washed. Yeah. yeah I mean, people I, say. I think that's an ever-growing struggle even in media now. Yes, You know, it is. we talked about this a lot with – the rise of podcasts and, and it's almost like a free sp uh, speech type of thing where now podcasts are, are starting to take over where it's direct to consumers. There's no commercials. There's, there's yeah. it's unfiltered. You know, it's like an upgraded serious radio in, in a sense yep. uh, or, or show on serious radio, I should say. But I, th I think the evolution of everything comes. And I think this is the time where artists are now, uh, just trying to figure it out and trying yeah. to get a better understanding of how to make their dollars and their worth, uh, you know, substantially grow. Yeah. But at the same time, obviously not, um, you know, losing their fan base. And I think it's I think it's going to be a struggle yeah. for, for quite some time. And I think now artists and not even artists, but even athletes, they're understanding the power of owning your own content yeah. and owning your own distribution channels. Everything from like even Kevin Durant making a YouTube channel um, mm -hmm. and having that relationship where he can put his own content out. Artists uh, saying what they have to say, uh, responding to beefs and everything on their own platforms. I think what people understand that it's it's not just about music anymore. It's about content. Yeah. Content with context. Content with context is king. Yeah. So that's why you're gonna see certain people are not gonna go. They're like, well, I'm not gonna go in the studio. I'm just gonna do a tweet mm -hmm. or I'm going to do a meme. They understand that there's ways to present their own opinions and, and their own thinking in ways beyond just music because you kind of have to expand as an artist. You have to expand your content reach, your distribution channels mm -hmm. and how you develop content in order to keep yourself relevant, in order to keep your longevity because it's we live in a day and age where digital, digital, the digital world plays into everything. It's going to be the focal point. For That's everything. the focal point. Like, so it's not just about music. So think about it. you have di you have digital world at the top. You have okay music and streaming mm -hmm. one. Then you have social media based content. That's another one. Then you have uh, uh, media in terms of interviews, talking on interviews, everything. Then for some people they have things like super phones uh, or or um, direct direct. Uh, contacts relationships with consumers mm -hmm. so you're having multiple avenues that you're having to create content back then all they had to do was all right music give it to the labels they do an ad there 
they do a music placement there. They do like now it's too many avenues and you yourself as the artist can't just rely on music. So that's why we're seeing a lot of people, especially with beeps, they're not just relying on music anymore because they understand like you have to develop content in so many different forms in order to keep yourself relevant and to build your fan base. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good point and another good segue. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about uh, TDE. Well, in terms of TDE, they're switching things up. TDE signed their first athlete after declaring for the 2018 NFL Draft. Former LSU Tiger running back Darius um, says that they were the first guys who came to him, just like LSU did. He didn't forget them. I think it's interesting how TDE is now getting to sports, but I'm not surprised whatsoever that they are starting to get into that market. Yeah. Um, I wonder if bars are coming. That we don't. I, I don't know if we're signing him just for, you know, his athletic ability, or if he' about to drop that hot fire. Ah, we don't know. It's don't interesting. Know. It's interesting. It's, but it I'm is. not surprised. Like you, you're, you're seeing. You know, music entities. We see it with Rock Nation, with Rock Nation Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to what Rory discussed on his episodes, how, yeah. you know, he, he talked more so about the music side of it, how, like, agencies and, and non-labels are becoming labels. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes even further than that. You have agencies and you have even media platforms and you have even other business uh, uh, proprieties that are becoming um, multifaceted. So they are, for example, you have agencies that are now having making media companies. Mm-hmm. Media companies that are making agencies. You see, Rock Nation got into sports. That got into music. They represent comedians. Um, you see, freaking now TDE doing music, getting into sports. I think when you're gonna see a lot more of these, where it's like, okay. Let's keep everything in-house. Why do we need to pay another company when we can create and build our kind of like um, powerhouse in in our own companies? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, you know, uh, look at like agencies like CIA and stuff like that. They, they could be their own labels too. They yeah. just need distribution deal and having the right relationships. And TDE has the right relationships. So I'm really curious. And you know we really fire if you get like, if they sign athletes that have like, Walkout music, you know they're gonna put that TDE song as their walkout music. Well, I also wonder if how does Hove feel about this? <laughs> and the reason why I say Hove is because obviously TV, TDE is very prominent. Uh, so is Rock Nation. Yeah. So now um, it it appears that they have some competition. I honestly, I mean. TDE, they are going with what Hope preached on 444. Like, yeah. you got to go and build your own. You got to keep your finances up. You got to make the decisions. Like, he said, like, you know, house nigga, you know, you're still a nigga. Yeah. But if you come together and you do what you need to do, you can achieve. So I think they're just following in line with what Hope said. Yeah. So I think he, and, and I think he'll like it. He well, likes yeah, I, I don't think that he'll hate on it. Oh, I'm, no, of course not. I'm just not. sure uh, I'm, if I'm him, strategically, I'm like, all right, I ain't the only person playing in the sandbox now. Now I got to get in my shit and kind of figure this out. It's either that or I'm going to wrap circles around them and disparage them so that 
I can still be the top runner all while still trying to market my shit. But I mean, nowadays it's kind of hard to even like feel a type of way of it. You like I said, you got athletes that are creating their own media companies. Yeah. You have artists and labels or or agencies that are now doing music and sports. You have people like Gary Vaynerchuk who has an agency now. He's doing Vayner Sports. So it's just like everyone is is starting to build their companies out where everything is in house mm-hmm. and they have control over what needs to get done, how they build, how they market. So you're going to see a lot more people do this. Yeah. You're going to see, and, and, and it, it didn't even start there. Yo, it even started with rappers getting into tech. That is yeah, tech definitely. and fashion and even like liquor distribution. So this stuff has already been going on, but I think you're going to see where it's going to be more so that they're going to create an LLC or their own company and put everything under there, under yeah. under under one house. Under one house. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. It's interesting times. Um, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to yeah. see uh, young black men, you know, uh, number one, bringing in their own or just, you know, people and, and owning their own businesses and trying yeah. to do better. You know, they've got a, they got a platform, they're using it, and now they're taking their platform to the next level. I think it's dope as shit. Um, yeah. I wish more people do it. I mean, it's, that's partly the reason why we created our our yeah. um, playlist with yeah. Audio Mac. You know, we wanted to give artists um, kind of like a home and a hub to where they can submit music yeah. to us, and then we would create a playlist to get them more exposure. Uh, and obviously, you know, grateful to, to uh, Audio mm-hmm. Mac for giving us that opportunity. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think it's dope. And there's more platforms, too, that support. You know, you got, like, DJ Booth. Uh, Pigeons yeah. and Planes does a really good job. So there's there's other ways to get support to build what you want to build. Uh, and I try to pe- preach that today on Twitter. Like, you got to mm-hmm. find different angles and ways to kind of get what you need in terms of support and exposure. Um, we actually have a question spe- uh, talking about uh, TDE and sports. It's actually okay. from Joe Lewis. And he says, in regards to sports management, what is your opinion on what the players seek to gain from choosing a TDE or Rock Nation over others? Culture relevancy. Cult- yeah, I was about to say. Um, Culture relevancy would be my main thing. Uh also marketability outside of just what they do so like rock nation you sign with rock nation if you're an artist you can get into fashion you can get sponsorship from liquors you can like you you have title so it's it's i'm thinking branding too though yeah branding it's like you want you're gonna be under a, a, a label or an entity that has culture relevancy and popularity in some shape or form. Now that's a cat. There's a catch twenty two because now also if you do that, you can also get overshadowed sometimes by that individual. Yeah. So like for example, when people sign under Drake, not saying that anyone does this purposely at OBO, but Drake does get a lot of limelight, mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes that that may not necessarily hurt, but his name is at the forefront and then yours will fall after. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, he built it from the ground up. So he, he, he gets, you know, he gets that credit. So, so that's kind of the catch 22. Like if you do sign with them, you may be overshadowed, but if you sign with them, you may get perks and certain things that other places won't get because of that platform, that entity and what exposure, what brands and what connections that they have that they bring to the table. You got to think about it like a stepping stone too, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even if you, if uh, you get, you know, let's say 15% of the exposure that 
uh, you're used to or not used to, that's still 15 more percent that you were not getting prior to signing that deal. That 15 percent could then lead yeah. to 25, to 25 and so on and so forth. So it's all about positioning yourself, I think, yeah. um, upward from a business and branding perspective. And I think when you partner with the likes of a rock nation and or now TDE, it puts you in a different light. Yes. It, it now at least puts a, a little bit of a, 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 um, a shadow or removes yeah. a shadow, I'll say over you and puts a little bit of a spotlight on you. So maybe now yeah. people can see you mm -hmm. and, and, and it could create more opportunities. So I'm, I'm eager to see what happens with it. Also goes back to the whole concept of cosigns. I know people don't like it, but that's how the industry is. Sometimes you need cosigns from reputable people or brands in order for people to really pay attention. So if yeah. you're signed to a uh, Rock Nation or TDE, that is a cosign in itself mm -hmm. for you. So you're going to get attention from that. Yeah. Um, I know some artists, some people are tired of the, why do we have to get cosigns from this person, that person? You get co you have to. It's part of marketing yourself. Yeah. I mean, what job references, referrals, those are cosigns. It's all cosigns. It's all cosigns. So 100%. you kind of have, you need it. Yeah. So. There's so much they can get from that. I'm I, I'm really curious to see what happens with it though. Me too. I think that's just gonna be dope. Me too. Um, do you want to talk about this? I only just because I have jokes. <laughs> Go ahead. I really <laughs> have, I have jokes. So Brandon with the jokes. Uh, yeah, I have jokes. So uh, Monique, uh, the lovely Monique, uh, calls for a Netflix boycott after being offered a fraction of other comedians' payouts. Uh, case in point, you know, Chris Rock. Um, and a few other people that she named, she feels that she is... Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle, yeah. Uh, she feels that she was not compensated and or offered the right amount based off of her abilities and or accomplishments mm -hmm. as a comedian, and she wants us to stop watching Netflix. Let me just be clear. Uh, I boycotted the uh, NFL, didn't do that. Um... Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, Ozark, and I'm, I'm waiting for Stranger Things 3. I can't roll with Monique, man. I can't. I love those shows. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I love the shows. I can't do it. Oh, my gosh. Black Power, I support her. I support yeah. the movement. But come on, you asking me to give up a lot right now. Like I think that also, I mean, devil's advocate, it kind of goes back to it's like, I, I understand where she's coming from, but then also like, you know how many big movies that Amy Schumer has been in? Monique, in terms of relevancy, especially with the younger demographic, it's it's not there. Now, I'm not going to say, like, like Monique's funny. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, who's funny, who's funny. I, like, I'm not doing that because I don't like pitting. I, I don't like pitting. I'm not going to pit women against women, okay? I'm not oh going to no, do that. I want to put women, uh, not women, but people, people against, against people. People against people, yes. We could do that, yeah. but not from, like, uh, a woman to women. But my thing is, like, that also goes back to, did she negotiate? Like, ba uh, I've seen some articles, and then even from personal experience, I've seen stuff where women, we need to do better with negotiating our deals more. I don't know if she did or not, but that's an opportunity to negotiate. And you can mm -hmm. throw out, you know, your, your, your resume, your experience, and everything like that. Um, Listen, if she's trying to negotiate, she got to give me better terms. I'm not yeah. boycotting Netflix. I'm not. Well, I'm saying negotiating with Netflix. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I know. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm just not. saying for me personally. I told you I'm here for the jokes for this one. I can't. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm I can't. Not, I, cut I'm my, <laughs> I cut my cable bill or my cable yeah. cord. I can't. Wait, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Cable bill is, is high. This is my, my sanctity. I, uh, 
I, I'm not boycotting. Monique, if you're listening, you're probably not, but if you are, I'm not boycotting Netflix. I support you in your fight and your yeah. struggles. I get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Tell me to quit drinking coffee or some shit. Or tell me oh something God. else, man. Don't tell me yeah, to I quit not quit coffee. Like, yo, well, yeah. But still, <laughs> tell me something else. Don't tell me to quit Netflix. Don't. The other thing is, to your point, it's relevancy. Not discrediting oh, Monique. Oh, yeah, no, not at And all. I support her, again, in her struggles, in her fight. Uh, especially because she's been blackballed. But, like, how can I say this? I'm just going to say it. She's not funnier than Chris Rock. She's not funnier than Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, and not saying that she's not worth the money, but to your point, from a relevancy aspect, yeah. What? It, why am I giving you that money right now? And also, as as Netflix, like I'm gonna think of it like I, it's a return on investment. Yeah. So you know, paying Dave Chappelle was it like fifty million or 50 something million like that. You know you're going to get that in return because you know people are going to come back because he hasn't done a stand-up since back before with the Dave Chappelle show and everything around there. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have to keep in mind, like, uh, especially sometimes when it comes to negotiating, it's not always about what you've done before. It's also about what you've done now. Yeah. Like, what have you done now that's going to help get the return on investment? I hope, I hope things work out for her. I really do, and I do believe in... Equal, uh, equality when it comes to payment. 100%. But you have to make some sort of cultural impact or just work impact yeah. now to show that you still have that relevancy. Because businesses are going to think about numbers. That's just, and, just and, what it and is. And that was going to be my, my next point. Is It's it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. Um, Again, if, I'm, if you're pulling uh, a, a whole slew of creatives together, comedians together, Chris Rocks of the world, Dave Chappelle's of the world, Amy's of the world, yeah. and and then you put Monique in there. If I'm going with who's going to generate my ROA uh, um, or ROI rather, um, I, I'm going with the likelier of candidates. I'm not going to just yeah. do it just because of your past accomplishments. Yeah. And you got to think about the market. There's no th the need right now. It, it was you know set up for you. Like Dave Chappelle, we he left abruptly yeah. and and disappeared, and of course they're gonna the first chance they get they're gonna come back and, and yeah. come with it. So you know I know I had we had jokes about it mainly me, but um, <laughs> I I do hope that she gets her just due. I think that Monique is talented, and I think that um, I just think she needs to go about it a little differently because yeah. she's now. Um, She's now getting that stamp of the angry black woman, even though she's yeah. making valid points. I think it's, it, I just think it's her execution. I think it's the yeah. way she's going about it um, that is uh, coming across or rubbing people a bit yeah. distastefully. And not saying that you're not supposed to ruff, uh, ruffle feathers. I oh, get yeah. But we do. I just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just think in her position, now trying to rebrand yeah. herself with being blackballed and, and, and getting snubbed out of awards and, and roles, I think that strategically she just needs to do better yeah. business. Um, did, did, they, uh, did you say anything about with the contract if they have like bonuses, extensions based off of like what they get in return in terms of views and numbers or, or anything like that? Because mm -hmm. um, like that's another thing too. Like if initially, the, if, if you have the initial payout be 500000 
um, you can also, if you have a great lawyer, be able to put within your contract additional bonuses, additional, um, like you hit certain points, mm -hmm. making more money, or even if it's like, okay, if it hits this certain quota, we'll have another one that you will get paid this amount. Um, contracts, they're, they're tricky, but if you have the right person helping with the contract, like, she can get done. Yeah. Like you can get what you need to get done. But like I said, it goes like it could even it just goes back to the whole thing where like now there's there's women in the entertainment industry that are just I agree, there's women in the entertainment industry that are unfairly not getting paid the same much as their male counterpart. And some of these people are like some of the most influential female actresses and still are getting way more less than their male counterparts. Mm -hmm. However, for this situation, I just think that I, I, I can't I can't really agree with you everything she says. I think you, I, I I do believe that, I do believe in certain th things that she said, but I do think that she has to go about it a certain way. And she can be strategic so that she can get that money after. Yeah. Um, or if that's not the case, then maybe Netflix isn't the spot. Maybe you need to check Hulu. Maybe you need to check another platform. Yeah. So. I don't know. Either don't way, know. I'm not dropping Hulu. I'm not dropping Netflix. So well, no, I'm not. No, 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 not boycotting. I mean, like getting their, um, getting her standups. And oh stuff no, on I, like I, other I, avenues. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying yeah. as far as her approach. I'm just yeah, saying I'm still, Netflix. I'm still, yeah, I'm still. Listen, I'm, mm -mm. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Listen, sorry, money. Apple TV, Netflix, cut my cable cord. Absolutely not. Yeah. Sorry, absolutely not, not. doing I'm it. Sorry, I'm sorry, I can't. Sorry. I'll support in other ways though. But Love I you, can't. Mo. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anywho, what was the last thing that we wanted to talk about that um we felt was important. Oh, so I, I think a lot of people appreciate the industry talk that we have. And yes. And uh, something came up today or where some, um, there are certain people that are tweeting DJ booth, asking them to um, support music, uh, upcoming artists a lot more. And um, for me, you know, it kind of, I kind of felt a certain way in a sense. Not you went like on a rant. I saw not, it. Yeah, I went on, but it was like a, it wasn't like a like a diss rant. No, it was just more of like a, a informative rant, like keeping listen, a real rant. Ladies and gentlemen, it out rant. Aaron, Aaron is on medication per her surgery. As you can see, she's well and and good. Yeah, she went on a medical induced Twitter rant last <laughs> night <laughs> and stuck up Lord. for DJ Boo's honor. But it's not even it's not even that just sticking up for just media platforms and yeah. stuff like that because it's like certain people, not everyone, but some people have this expectations that other people have to do stuff for them. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, but and DJ Booth is one of those platforms, they support upcoming artists more than other websites do. And they've even supported our podcast. They were one of the first to support our, yeah, our podcast. So, so we can't sit here and say that they don't support good quality content. Yeah, I mean yeah, not to cut you off, oh, no, but I, okay. I, w I was just surprised when you said that, though, to me, that you said that uh, the, p the people that were attacking them online were their point was that DJ Booth doesn't support indie artists or just indie. I'm just like, wait, huh? It's 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 the thing, though, is like you got to read in between the lines. What they're saying, like, oh, you don't ind support independent artists is kind of them saying, oh, you don't support me. Yeah. Which yeah. is not it's not fair. You can't say that. Um, you can't expect media platforms to put a spotlight on you because one, I'm, I'm going to talk about when it comes to, to media companies. Talk your there's, shit, Aaron. Talk your shit, Aaron. There's. On pills and all. Talk oh your shit. Oh my God. <laughs> pills and automobiles. <laughs> um, so 
when it comes to media companies, we are a business. At the end of the day, we are a business. We have certain quotas and numbers that we have to meet because we have advertisements. We have partnerships. We have specific deals that keep us afloat. So you, we, we, we have to find that balance. DJ Booth does a really good job of finding that balance. They talk about things that are conversational that gets people interested. They talk about mental health. They have a series that's about artists that have less than a thousand followers on Twitter and yeah. who are dope. And, you know, there's there's ways that we can't support. But you cannot sit here and say that media platforms have to over 50% cover upcoming acts. Why? That's not our job. It's, uh, there are upcoming artists that um, they just don't bring us numbers. It brings you more value than it brings us. Now, there's ways that we can go about it where we can support you and 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 support upcoming acts. But like I said, at the end of the day, we're a business. We have to hit certain numbers and criterias because we have brands that are giving us money we have platforms that are giving us money if we have and we have consumers that we have to appease to if our consumers want to see more things with drake guess what we're gonna do we're gonna put stuff out with drake Word. now there's some companies that are just uh very uh on i like to say the bandwagon wave just want to talk about things that are like uh, uh, regurgitated or, or, or you know, talked about this, talked about that. Yeah, there are. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there are some platforms that do. But you can't sit here and categorize different platforms. Like, if you don't even know what kind of content, if you don't even understand who their consumer is, if you haven't done the research, you can't sit here and say that they're not. There are people that do support media companies, even individuals that are supporting upcoming acts. But you yourself have to put in the work. And this goes beyond yeah. just music. Even us. We are putting in work so people can look at our podcast. We're not here constantly asking for favors. We understand, like, we got to make sure we have quality content, that we're marking ourselves well, that we have graphics, that we have this, we have social media, we have that. Don't that hurt me. <laughs> that we have distribution channels. Like, there's certain things that you have to do yourself first in order for people to spotlight you and, and bring attention. And I just think Aaron is so professionally mad. I think it's great. No, it's not. Even no. It's not even professionally mad. Like I, it's it's no. This is good we shit. we ourselves, like Brandon and I, not on the podcast, but even our individual. Like we worked our butts off to get other people to spotlight us, to get fans to support us, to get media companies to write about us. Like there's a lot of things you got to do. Never in life should you wait for someone to do something for you because right. it's never going to come. That train is not coming. Yeah. That train will only come is if you start doing things yourself and people see the hard work and they're like, this person's dope. Their fan base is increasing. We're paying attention. We're going to help support. And a lot of times, too, people are watching you when you think they're not watching you mm -hmm. because they want to see what you're putting forth and what energy you're putting to the, and putting to the table. Now, if you're on and, and the last thing you want to do is go on Twitter and complain about it because or or yell at a media platform or person because there's there's times where artists have yelled at me because I didn't put them up on Revolt TV when I was there. But there's other media industry people that follow me and they're messaging me like, no, we're not going to mess with that person. So you just hurt yourself. So don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't expect media to cover you. You need to create your foundation, your fan base, and build. And I'm telling you, you're gonna, you're going to get that spotlight. You're going to get that support. But you gotta, you gotta focus on fan base and communities, quality content. So even mixing your songs, mm -hmm. quality content, and you also gotta focus on your brand. You have to understand who your audience is 
you have to understand what they like, what they don't like, what music they like. You have to really put in the work. I guarantee you're going to get help. But I'm just going to say right now, it's not the media's job to cover you because you're upcoming artists. Like, that's just, that's it's not. It's a business at the end of the day. Everything's yeah. a business. Tell them to shut up, Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell It's a learning experience. I'm, but I'm going to keep it real. I, you got to you got to keep it real. You, you know? know, I'm here for the jokes, but all oh, of course, aside, you are. that's that's <laughs> some that's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the bottom line is put in the work. Nothing is going to be handed to you. Yeah. No one is going to just open a door and just say, hey, here's your success and fame and money and everything yeah. that comes with working hard. It, d- it don't work like that. No. Um, so for the artists out there, the podcasts out there, the creators out there, put in the work, people. It, yeah. it, nothing happens overnight and nothing great comes easy. Cliche uh, phrase, but it's the truth. And we're not going to sit here and tell you things that you shouldn't do, shouldn't do. If you just don't know what to do, join our group chat. Yeah. Go join our group chat. Ask us. We've worked in the, we've worked in the industry. We and if there's something that we can't answer, that we can get someone else that we know who's knowledgeable about it to come on our podcast and talk about it or let us know and we'll give you the answers. We're we're not going to sit here and, and 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 point fingers and say this is and that. Like we're going to provide solutions cuz that's who we are. So if you don't know how to do PR stuff, we'll bring a publicist on our podcast. If you don't know how to market stuff, we'll get someone who does that. We'll or get even get them into our group chat and have that discussion. Or we'll talk about it ourselves. So yeah. like, don't be deterred, but put in the work. That's it. Yeah, that's Just put in the work. It. So with that said, after uh, Aaron dropped that sixteen, um, I got a track coming out. I mean, soon bar- mixtape <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> um, also, uh, again, very important uh, f- just for us, subscribe. Uh, so go to YouTube, yep. uh, Grassroots Podcast. Go to uh, Instagram, Grassroots Podcast. And then uh, our, Twitter. our Twitter is Grassroots Pod. Um, yep. And then also, to Aaron's point, we have a group chat uh, that we created, which it's really, really cool. Um, we're talking to fans directly, literally. It's, yeah. it's like texting us where we're just talking and shooting the shit with fans. Uh, a lot of the questions that Aaron read off today were uh, actually from the uh, group chat. Yep. So thank you uh, to the people that submitted the questions and stuff like that. Um, that uh, link for the group chat will actually be in the description uh, on all the platforms for yeah. this. And um, that's pretty much it. Stay humble. Stay nice. Um, don't boycott, uh, boycott Netflix because uh, I want Ozark and all the hot fire that comes out of there. I'm waiting for Stranger Things. And Stranger Things. I, mm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Monique. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I got to do it again. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm Brandon Killer BH. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. And we out. Hey.